Hey everybody, welcome to Ho Ho Hong Kong. I am Andy Curtin, here's my very good friend, Vivek Mabubani. If you want to find out, uh, if you want to find me online, you can check me out at Andy Curtin on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can follow me on uh, Facebook at Funny Vivek Letter M. All my other social media channels where I decided my name wasn't that difficult at Vivek Mabubani on Twitter, at Vivek Mabubani on YouTube. And yeah, don't bother trying to type my name. Just smash your keyboard, you'll probably get autocorrected. Did you? Yeah, it's it. <laughs> Because a lot of comics that have a name that's hard to pronounce yeah. or say. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, the thing is that back then I had this confidence. I'm like, I'm going to be so famous that people can be, we're going to type your name. It's going to be like a normal <laughs> thing. I want to be the autocorrect. And it turns out I wasn't famous enough and, and Microsoft autocorrect didn't care about me. And so I'm screwed. Because there's a few guys, like Zach Galifianakis is one that comes to mind yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, whatever. That's but why I he's always grumpy. Like you, you see, like what the, the uh, what was the show? Uh, Fern. Oh, between two. Yeah, fans. yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, that's, that's what a he's, great he's, show. It's a great show. That's why he's grumpy. He's like, no one's gonna watch this. They can't he's, find it. You know what I like about him is like, so I have this theory that people say, oh, this comedy's funny. This comedy's not funny. Whatever, like that. And I was having this chat with someone this morning. I'm like, forget about the topic. If you're thinking about the topic, it's because it's not funny. Yeah. Because if it's funny, you're not there being like, mm, I don't know about this genre. Yeah, you're just yeah, yeah. laughing. True. You, know? I mean, you shouldn't be noticing or being able to analyze and go like, oh, it was this technique. Right. Yeah. yeah but like using like... props and being absurd yeah. is generally not funny because it's just lazy. Yeah. Like, yeah they yeah. were just like. You're relying on it. They're like, I'm just trying to do something wacky because I don't yeah. know jokes. I don't yeah. have any jokes. Whereas he's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so his absurdity is hilarious. Yeah. Not because he's absurd. It's because yeah. he's funny. And, the, the, and that's how he finds his sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. And when you watch him, you're just like, this guy's really into it. He's he's really grumpy. He's just sitting there going, like, not impressed. He's very... He's talking very to Obama funny. going, like, yeah, what about it? What about I, it? He's got so You know what the other thing, like, comedically you notice is that he's actually a, a one-liner comic. Oh, okay. A lot of the way. And oh, also... True. Yeah, yeah, when he comments. Also, one of the m most copied comedians out there. Oh. You know, okay. they say a good comedian ruins a generation of comedians. Yeah, because everyone's like, I want to be like him. Yeah, and he, I remember there was, a, I remember I was in America one time and everyone at an open mic was doing some yeah. version of Zach Galifianakis. So you had the generation. You, you must have heard people do it that like, oh, my impersonation of an oh, in, yeah, Indian taxi driver who has a baseball cap. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, thing. I mean, like, the thing is, if you watch that, say, Seinfeld and everything, and you see these guys doing this, you're like, that was in the, the 80s, guys. We're still doing this. Right, so you always get a few of those people who are like, okay, I, this happened to me today. I'm going to impersonate it, and you guys have definitely never heard this before. I've got my buddy Steph is just logged in. Hey, Steph, she's in Germany. Oh, great, awesome to hear from you. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about what is the best city, Hong Kong or Shanghai. Well, I feel like we need to have like some fight music, ladies and gentlemen. I never get that like genuine animosity between cities. Yeah, it's kind of like in Australia, they're like, "Are you from Melbourne? I'm from Sydney." I remember I met someone in Shanghai. He was like, "Where are you from? I'm from Melbourne." He goes, "Oh, I'm from Sydney." And I was like, "Well, I'm not talking to you anymore." Yeah, exactly. Sounds really annoying. I think that that's. People just have that genuine New York, LA. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think it's because a lot of sports, right? You guys have a lot of sports between different nah, cities. I think it's a sport thing. I think it's more just like, Ugh, just want to be, it's just an, 
insecurity that you need your city. Fair to enough. Get. Like you want to be, I'm better than you. I'm bigger than you. All that stuff. Well, fair enough. I think over here in Hong Kong, like I said, we're just too busy. We're like, we already know. We don't need to come. We don't need to tell you that you suck. <laughs> when you're really great, you don't worry about yeah. competing with. Yeah. You don't see Zach worrying like, wait, that guy did that bit at this comedy club. It sounds like me. I'm scared now. I'm going to oh, end my no, show. Oh, no. I definitely worry about other comics being funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't sleep at night because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, man. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Why to give him stage time? I, right. you know, I've noticed that recently at the comedy club. Yeah. When I say recently, I mean <laughs> yeah, when like, we were able to perform. Can you believe it's been like, what, five weeks, six weeks? Uh, like, oh. Someone asked me last night. I was like, I don't even know when we stopped. Yeah, dude. I, I, I've given up. Like, I'm, My whole life now has just been days zooming by. I yeah. it, like, I'm just like, was Saturday? It was Sunday? Like, it was Monday? It was Tuesday? I, yeah. I, I hate to admit it, but like, so I've been putting up photos of fun things that I've been doing on Instagram. Yeah. And it's a bit on the nose. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. some people, especially for me, a lot of yeah. them in Melbourne, they're like, oh, thank you. I want to see your fucking fun photos yeah, outside yeah, yeah, yeah. when I can't leave my house. <laughs> but I'm also like, most of those people are also the same people that were like, you need to leave Hong Kong because it's dangerous over there. Yeah, because you want to show them. So I should like, be like, yeah. does this look dangerous yeah, yeah, to you? Yeah, I don't know about it. I had time to take my Could camera you? out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks, looks pretty nice. Oh, man, yeah. But, but, but my point is that like, I would never, because you don't like the outdoors at all. Well, you know, oh, I'll give you something. I, I went, I, I hiked. I hiked. What? Yeah. At what? Were you were you running from the police? Were you <laughs> okay, like... partially. <laughs> yeah. I was running away from reality. No, dude. Okay, so check it out. So Sunday, you know, we were talking and it was blue sky, blah, 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 right? And I was like, you know what? This whole hiking thing is over is overhyped, right? And I was like, okay, let's see. So the thing is, so my mom, she's been, she she likes going for walks and everything, right? So she was like, hey, right, let's, let's go in this dragon's back hike. I'm like, eh. You know, I got to take a bus there. I got to go hike. Yeah, yeah. Monday came. The sky was beautiful. I'm like, oh, man, this is a it was sign. A beautiful day. On beautiful day, right? Yeah. I was like, you know what? If there's a day I'm going to do this kind of Oh, my God. I stuff. love every part of this story. <laughs> and I, so, so I go online, right? I, I look for dragons back, and I get every single. There's like It's super convenient. I was hoping, like, oh, I, I can't figure out how to get there. You know, I needed some excuse to tell myself that it wasn't me who said no. It's like I just couldn't get there. Turns out it's super easy. You get the bus. Dude, you get a chuck it's one. They're like from your house. Yeah. There are incredible hikes. Yeah. Like yeah. From your front door. Exactly. No, I, I know that. But I was like, she specifically said dragon's back. I'm yeah. like, all right, I, you want to be all, an all, all oriental and stuff. Fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we get there. We get off the bus and I'm like, let's start walking. And I was like, walking, walking, walking. And the, it, like the beginning part is like pretty you know, crazy steps and everything. Right. Oh, yeah. So I was, like, I was like, all right, this is pretty good cardio, man. I'm feeling pretty good. The blood's getting to my brain. You know, I can think clearer. You know, you were getting the runner's high kind of thing. A bit of dopamine. A bit of dopamine. You know, I get to the top. I'm like, this view is pretty good, man. You know, I got to see, I know what that building is. I know what that building is. We kept walking. Then it was like all flat land, flat road. I'm like, this is a pretty good cool down, man. You know, I don't mind it. And then you get out and you, what you find out is that you just get out and there's a bus stop right there. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yes, dude. I can do this. That's, I can do this. That's like, I, I went on a bunch of hikes in, in China, in mainland China. Yeah. Uh, like specifically, I went on like Kunming and stuff like that. And there's some incredible, like you'd be on the face of a cliff. Yeah. And there'll be like a temple built into the cliff. And you're like, oh, no one can come up here. And then you look up and you're like, wait, how did those hundreds of tourists get yeah. here? Yeah. Like, wait, there's a, they built a road on the back of this thing? And <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. And there goes my serene yeah, fucking exactly, crouching right? tiger hidden dragon moment. Yeah, exactly. It was bizarre, man. I mean, luckily there was only like, what, four other hikers the whole the whole journey. And I got to see like where rich people go on the weekends with golf courses and all that. But my favorite part really was the fact that I finished the hike. I had the little sign that said, you know, dragon's back arrow. And it was the other way. That means I just finished walking the whole oh, thing. Oh, there you go. I was like, success. I look up, like, bus stops right there. It's I'm beautiful. back to my city. 
That's I can beautiful. do this. Yeah. I didn't want to have one of those, you know, you got to walk another 10 minutes, you know, go climb another, go through the beach. Mate, no. I want to take you on a hike now. <laughs> now. If your mom can get you out, I can take you out. <laughs> Nick Davis said he lived in Shanghai for five years, Hong Kong for nine years. I think my time tells people my vote. There you go. All right. So Nick, thank you. We're going to end the podcast here because you pretty it. much summarized it. Nick has it. answered the question, yeah, exactly. which is better, <laughs> Hong Kong or Shanghai. Yeah. But Hong Kong, Shanghai, I mean, I, but it's I'm, an interesting point though. Yeah. Not a lot of hiking in Shanghai. In fact, outdoor activities are pretty low in uh in, in, in shanghai yeah oh yeah even like like i'll swim in a pool in hong kong even though i love going to the beach yeah. here but i feel like shanghai i don't know maybe i didn't have access to the really slick pools but you're either an expensive hotel pool which was nice yeah uh although the pools that were like that we could get to yeah. were just gross and full of people pissing oh okay because you went all the way like two extremes right well no it was just like the pools that people hung out at yeah you know i yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. they were just I don't know. Okay. Um, so I feel like the summertime, but I don't want to get too far into that because yeah. that's a whole. Yeah, that's we're gonna whole, get yeah, to yeah. that. Pools and piss, man. But I think that yeah, that's this is really <laughs> about urinating. The rest yeah, of this podcast. Exactly. Um, but I have so I'm always curious for you. Yeah. Growing up here, yes. when were you? When did you first go to mainland China? I think I first went to mainland China was probably for one job that my friend got. Okay, so I used to be a web designer before, right? So me and my friend, we used to work freelance and I would be like the designer. He'd be more the programmer. And we got a job and this guy was like this typical American redneck. And he was like, guys, come down to China and I want to meet you guys. That's my redneck uh, trial. Oh, I feel like I'm in Alabama right <laughs> yeah. now. And then so he was like, I'm, I'm coming out of Shanghai. Would you come on over, flying over here to Shanghai? And stuff. I know they have a Hong Kong town or something in Shanghai, like a Hong Kong area. Really? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, like some Hong Kong hotel, whatever. I was, and he was like, he was actually staying around that area. I was Wait, like, so an American took you to mainland China? For so he trip? was flying there, and he wanted to work on this big project with us. And we were like, I, right, you know what? I think this is a good job. How of. old were you? We were like uh, twenty, maybe 20, 22, 23. You were twenty-two before you went to mainland China. I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Like, why would I go there? It's just across. It's, I can see it. So is Dragon's Back. You don't see me walking there, you know, when <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> I mean, would people go? People couldn't go until like well, the, no, the no, 90s no. or something, so, right? Yeah, I think the after 97, it was way easier, right? Pretty much everyone had their little pass. So 97, it changed. You got a pass. You can yeah. Go. Well, I don't. So this is the but bizarre thing. you could thing. get it. Uh, no. So you have to have apparently like some Chinese blood in you. What? Yeah. So uh, like someone like myself can get that card. And so it's really bizarre. So I actually have to use a passport to go to China, mainland China. I'm born and raised in Hong Kong. I have the Hong Kong ID card, all the football stuff. But aren't we in China? I mean, I I thought it was, you know, this is China. But apparently recently, as you saw probably in the news, Hong Kong is not China. That is so fucking racist. Well, apparently now. I mean, even the government's saying Hong Kong is not China, right? They want their stuff not to be labeled made in China. Did you hear about that? Oh, I didn't hear about that. But it makes sense because no one's using... uh, In Australia, people are really turning off made in China. Exactly. So even in India, man, people are like, well, made, made in where? Made in where? It's like... It's it's funny to me because it's such an easy fix. Yeah. They're like, okay, just turn off the machine that puts that tag on the clothing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we don't have to but say it was made in China. Why can't they say made in Shanghai? Like, why can't you just say made in Shenzhen? I mean, like, people would be like, oh, this sounds like exotic. Yeah. Right? Shenzhen doesn't sell it in China. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could be anywhere. Well, don't be racist. Don't yeah, could could be in France. Shenzhen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it could be Shenzhen. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it could be. Hey, true, you have in England and stuff in the US. So, yeah, you know, no, I, I, it's all messed up. My pet peeve, anytime I'm on a website, they're like, where are you from? Is, are you from Melbourne, Australia or Melbourne, Florida? Yeah, you're like, like uh, <laughs> I know, right? That, that annoys me. 
So, okay, so I went to Shanghai. We were there for a couple of days. The weird thing I noticed that everything was gray color. Like, I just noticed everything to be gray. People's, Pollution or? No, just people's clothes, cars. What, what like, year are we talking about? This was, like I said, um, 12, 13, 14 years ago. Everything just seemed so to be it wasn't even that desaturated. I was there, I was there not yeah, long but after that. 2007, you t- 2006. I would say, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000, uh, 2006, 7, 8, yeah, probably 2007, okay. 7, 8. So that was post, like they were still on bikes. It wasn't just bikes. and It wasn't you know, just bikes. They were cars. But bikes. what I noticed that everything was desaturated. Like all the colors were just generally, all the cars, there was no like bright cars. There was no bright clothes. Everyone just had it all desaturated. And I was just like, wow, this place is very gray. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think they might have changed that. <laughs> no, I'm not being down. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, you know, that, was the one, that was the one takeaway I had. Now, uh, uh, granted, I was there for the first time, didn't really know where to go. And, you know, we were just kind of young and stuff. So, yeah, I, I was, honestly, like, to be honest, in a very weird, biased way, I wasn't too impressed. I'll put it that way, right? Like, I, I see the photos online. I'm like, well, Shanghai looks pretty good. But I was like, when I was there, I'm like, oh, this doesn't. They've definitely photoshopped everything I see online. Yeah, I mean, it is a pretty captivating city. What is the what was the perception of? Okay, here's another question. So, were were, other, were your local friends who were easily able to go into mainland China when it started to open up? Yeah, were yeah. they going in there? Uh, not really. No, like no, no, no interest because most people were going there for business only, and I was like not at the age of you know having your own business and expanding. To you China weren't the yet. the hustling. Yeah, I wasn't the young. I'm gonna go with the hustle. I've got the not, hustle. Not, not the Vivek that we know of today. Oh, very different, man. Ten years ago, I was like, oh, excuse me. Uh, would you mind if I do comedy at this price? Okay, well, what about this price? Well, what <laughs> yeah, about like, this price? You won't pay me this much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this I'm is like, the price. <laughs> I got, sir, this is a McDonald's. Exactly. Um, oh, okay. So, what were you interested to go? Or was it just well, work? It was kind of Did work. Did you have an interest? Uh, initially, not really. But I went there and we were like, we're here anyway. And so we were exploring, and I, I it was weird because like, even when we were walking around, if you did not tell me I was in Shanghai and you told me I was in Hong Kong, I would just say this was a desaturated Hong Kong, like color wise. So you did see similarities. I did see around. a lot. Yes, I'll admit it. I saw a lot of, for example, like franchises. I'm like, okay, this is this is interesting. And I remember seeing a whole bunch. Like we even, dude, the guy took us to Tony Roma's to eat. I don't even know what that is. It's, it's like, a, like yeah, it's like a franchise, you know, like I, I believe American food, Italian, something like that. We were there. And I was like, but he did he know his way around, or was he just no, like, no? He clearly was just like a American guy who in China factories, whatever, doing. I kind of get that because when I first went there, you know, people say, "Oh, Shanghai's full of international restaurants and stuff." When I went there in two thousand and nine, if they were there, I didn't know where they were. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know. How, I would have loved to have get, gotten a Western meal, uh, just for to have some diversity in what I was eating uh, from what I was, you know, yeah, used yeah, to yeah. eat. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know, I didn't know where to go. Yeah. And I think a lot of that opened up in the 2010s. Yeah. Certainly it changed a lot. Yeah. But, but I, I feel like when you were there, yeah, you know, it definitely wasn't. And, and eating in a Chinese restaurant back then, they were also, also not as accommodating to foreigners. So I would go in and I was just like, just uh, give me anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, just give me anything. Yeah, exactly. I'll just take it, please. Within my budget, I'll do it. I think that's the thing, though. I, I have to say, I'm sure if oh, I Oh, my to- friend Keely's saying Munchies. Munchies, I think, is like a Western restaurant there. I, I didn't do that place so much. Ah, it was okay, a okay. popular go-to for takeout and stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm sure if, we, if I go to Shanghai now... After all these years. Oh, there's plenty of Western food. Yeah. Not even just Western. Just in general, the whole vibe will be different. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it changed while I was there a lot. And yeah. it changed again as I, before yeah. I left. It's just, 
like I'm at a point where I'm like I saw it. I'm like, ah, like I have no incentive. I'll put it that way. I have no real incentive to be like so to prove myself wrong. Why would I do that? <laughs> you know, I'm pretty satisfied with my answer. Do you think people in general, like, like if I said to you, yeah. okay, you're Vivek, I don't have an interest in hiking, but you understand a lot of people have interest in hiking, yes. right? Yes. What was the general position of people towards mainland China? Do you think people were so generally friends, interested? I'm looking at my age group and everything. Honestly, it was more business related. No one that I knew was going to Shanghai for a vacation. If they wanted to, especially from Hong Kong, you would just go to like Lo Wu, you know, or, or somewhere closer because you save time and travel and you get all the cheaper, let's say, massage parlors or hotels or whatever that you want as well. No one's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no now, one's, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Now I know you yeah. went up there. Hey, this is all business, people. All business. Hey, uh, Steph Fuccio. Oh, Steph, call back in. I was just about to bounce you in. If you want to call in, I'll, I'll bring you in. Steph Fuccio is a podcaster in Germany. He's oh, actually, no, I did go to Shanghai again for a gig. I was, I, I, I got booked for a gig in Shanghai. Oh, I remember that. That yeah. was, that was while I was there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I must have messaged you or something. Yeah, like, we yeah, talked yeah. about it. I, I was yeah. definitely aware of it. Yeah. Um, and I had Turkish food. And I remember because I was there walking around like... There's good Turkish food, actually. Good. No, I was, no. I, that was impressive. Dude, I, I had, over the years, there was good Russian food. Russians have an incredible history in Shanghai. Yeah. Actually, there's, someone said to me, there's like, I think there were three different types of Russians that went there. There were... Jewish white Russians. Russians? Oh, okay, I was gonna say white Russians, black Russians. No, well, like no, on the no, rock so, Russians. No, yeah, <laughs> it tends more Asian Russians than not so many black Russians. <laughs> I meant the drinks, but okay. But oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> of all course, right, let's, right, let's go straight right. to the race, Andy. Comedy. Let's go straight to the race. Oh, she butt dialed. No worries. Oh. All right, Steph. Steph, I thought Steph was it's always jump on. it's always encouraging to know that your audience don't want to call in and they butt that. I know, that's so funny. <laughs> I was like, like, no, 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 I don't want to speak to you. No, like you could just call. <laughs> please, please don't, don't yeah. tag me in. It was my phone. My... Oh, man. I, know, I love you, Steph. Um, so we, ha so yeah, Russians, they were like, so Shanghai's got a lot, much longer history than Hong Kong, actually. Yeah. Interestingly, um, both of them were referenced in the Treaty of Nanking, yeah. which is significant. So the Treaty of Nanking is when the British kind of forced the Chinese into this deal that gave the British hong kong island and opened up five treaty ports across china because yeah. they wanted to trade with the chinese big problem yeah. was they couldn't trade with them yeah yeah, yeah. um actually can i go nerd out and go, go a little for bit? Me, yeah so actually it's funny because trump criticizes uh china of manipulating their currency selling more things than they buy yeah which causes a trade imbalance globally yes. They had the same problem back then. Yeah. Actually, because the Chinese sold so much tea. Yeah. yeah, yeah but they yeah. refused to import Buy much stuff. from the yeah. rest of the world. Yeah. And that was that whole story where the, the trade guy came out and the emperor was like, you can kiss my shoe, but we're not buying any of your stuff. Yeah. 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 And uh, so the British were like, how do we resolve this trade imbalance? We'll sell them opium. Ah. So the opium was and actually. They would want that. Yeah. Well, the opium was a way that they could, they could re, because they were giving all of their silver to yeah. buy the tea china was just hoarding the world yeah, silver of course. Yeah, and to, to get the silver back they sold them opium yeah i see right? and okay, so okay. the emperor realized that this was ruining the um the country the, okay, yeah, yeah. and so high. he there was a lot of the opium was being stored on an island near macau i can't remember what it was called but it was was it lantau <laughs> it might have been. It might have been on the east side. Andy? I don't remember it, but but, yeah. but the significance of it was he set this emissary down there who went and put it was a famous story. Put yeah. salt on the on the opium, the opium yeah. and poured a lot of it into the sea. Oh. And it was the you know Jardine House. Yes, Jardine's brother. Jardine was an opium importer. I'm not a surprise. And his brother went back to England and said, "Send the British Navy. We're losing all our opium." Ah. and that kind of got the opium wars going, Damn. which was 
very much the British annihilated yeah. them with their superior navy on the you yeah, know, yeah, seaboard yeah. of Eastern China where most of the cities wow. were. Major cities. Anyway, so Hong Kong, interesting fact, Hong Kong as an island, because people always say, oh, the British stole Hong Kong. Well, Hong Kong Island was a fishing village with 7,000 people 7, when the 000. British put their flag up. Yeah. Wow. 7,000 up to So 7, when you look at the city of Hong Kong and be like, how could the British steal this? Well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was just 7,000 people. Wow. Well, I'll be honest with you. I knew none of that. Oh, uh, so, Peter said Apple Store is the new opium. It's entirely possible. Very yeah, true. I got to say, I think opium is far less addictive than an iPhone. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, like, it's at least ergonomically better for you. You lie down, it's better for your back. With an iPhone, you're always leaning forward. You're like, oh, my neck. It hurts. It's much harder to inject an iPad into your arm, though. Yeah, I mean, if you, honestly, like, think about have heroin. You tried crack. Have you tried smoking an iPod? <laughs> I don't use Apple products from day one. I've been really? Yeah, dude. You'll never see. I've used one MacBook before, and I was like, yeah, no. I like them. Um, do you know what a problem I have now? Yeah. Is I bought a MacBook. Yeah. I can't afford a new MacBook. And you're stuck, right? Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. stuck. There's no in-between a budget version, like, you know, nah. the budget brands. And right? I like using it, but I'm yeah. like, I'm just. I but... get it, dude. I get it. I, I'll be honest with you. I totally get it. Once you're in the ecosystem and you're used to it, you're just like, this just works, man. I got an Android. Happy with the Android, though. Yeah. yeah. Super happy with the Android. I think the phone-wise, I, I definitely, from day one, I was like, yeah, Android, without, without a doubt. Way better. Yeah. Luckily for me, I mean, like, Apple's never contacted me for any sort of gig stuff. Stuff, but on the other hand, Samsung and stuff, I've done gigs, I mean, uh, ads for them. So I was like, whew, good one, man. Yeah. yeah I, one of my favorite jokes uh, was, do you know Jeff Sinclair? In, yeah. When, when Samsung, the phones were blowing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He said uh, they were, that Samsung offered a refund to everyone in the world except for Koreans. <laughs> and he said, as a protest, they should, should go over to the Samsung offices and just charge their phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Everyone bring your Samsung phones. So my perception, I when I first moved out here in 2009, yeah. to be honest with you, no matter how much I thought I knew, I really didn't know the difference between Hong Kong, Shanghai, or even Tokyo. Yeah. Like you were from Melbourne, so I just didn't know. Yeah, like I thought I sense. knew. Obviously, I didn't have any idea about the cultural differences. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're looking at pictures on the internet. Not a lot of great pictures in 2009, anyway. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. now. Yeah, where you can get Street View and all that yeah, jazz. Exactly. Um, and I really didn't know what I was getting into. And uh, the here we go. If Hong Kong is so much more international, then how is it there are zero Caesarea? I don't even know how to pronounce. That. Hey, you are wrong. There is Caesarea uh, uh, branches here. Yeah, dude, they're a Caesarea. I know what you're talking about. It's a, it's a like a cheap Italian food place. Caesarea is like this really unauthentic Italian, uh, low price. Thomas, you're making good points here, buddy. We're he hearing you loud and clear. Yeah, dude. Like I'm telling you, there are. I, I believe I remember there was one in Xinwan. There's one in Taiwan. Yeah, dude. All the ones have it. Well, so the irony was that it was living in Shanghai at that time. The internationalness of Hong Kong, we people thought was a negative thing. Yeah. Because it was like, well, you moved to Asia. Yeah. You want to go see Asia. Yeah. Like that, that, and, and in fact, if you lived in Shanghai, people felt like Hong Kong was like, you couldn't hack yeah. moving to Asia. Yeah. And if you lived in Shanghai, people outside of Shanghai thought you couldn't hack living in China. Yeah. 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 And it was all that it's kind like, of transition. Well, it's kind like, of... how really, 
Asia are you, bro? Dude, like, it's like it, it, it's totally true. It's like moving from let's say UK and living in Discovery Bay. You're like, well, you didn't really gonna you know do too much effort over there. Yeah, but you but the cultural difference is there's a lot more orgies in Discovery Bay. Well, it depends on which part of UK, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I mean, I'm sure there's certain neighborhoods that are like, oh, oh Mister, orgy Smith. with British people, Mister Smith. Ew. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> like walking around, go like, hey, may I put it in? Sippy. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sipping from a tea. Good with a dick little... to you. <laughs> yeah, good, good dick, sir. Good dick to you. Jolly good, jolly good Johnson uh, you have there. Hey. Um... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so that would be the, the the major difference, I suppose. But yeah, I, I love I, how people logged in. They're like, let's get a cultural insight into the difference of these Hong cities. Kong versus Shanghai. Good oh. dick to you, sir. All right. I'll, I'll put one in your, in your <laughs> pooper. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, right, okay. So you were saying that you went to Shanghai, right? And so in, people were were kind of thinking, looking at you, like, okay, you came to China, but you're doing the China light. Yeah, but but here's the thing, though. It's like everybody wants to think their version is better. Because yeah. when I moved there, yeah, like if you want to live, what I, here's what I've learned after I don't know eleven years here. It's like your experience is really dependent on how you choose to live, not where you choose to live. Because I would travel a lot on the road for gigs. Yeah. And all of these guys living the real China yeah. didn't speak Chinese. We're living in a little community of only expats, and yes. they would go drink at the same expat bar, one expat bar in fucking Chengzhou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And try and tell us they're having the real experience. Yeah, and it's yeah. like not really. I fully agree. Whereas like I was living in Shanghai with a couple of Chinese housemates working with a Chinese company that like I was the only foreigner in the company and I was just speaking Chinese, you know, all day, every day, like yeah. immersion. And that to me was a pretty intense yeah. version of it. Um, I do kind of wish I'd lived in another city. I think the best way that people do it is when they go live really remote for a year. Yeah. You can't do it for more than a year. You go fucking crazy living in yeah. like re remote like, China. It's very challenging end. as yeah, a foreigner to live, yeah. live in the deep end. But I, I think it's really a great way to live. And if you ever yeah. have the chance to do it, I mean, life has changed now oh absolutely but, but for, for a long time that was an incredible thing to do yeah and then go back yeah and be like all right because because the thing is like after a few years in shanghai I was like yeah i, I want to have pizza i want to yeah. be able to like yeah i'm able to live here for 10 years because i can balance out my life a little yeah. bit i'm yeah. not just forcing myself into a an immersed situation um, I but, mean, but the thing with Shanghai, is it as convenient as Hong Kong generally? Like, for example, Hong Kong is super convenient to get lazy, as in not lazy as in oh, at work, oh, but yeah. like to fall no, back of like, 100%. I'm not going to immerse myself in the deep end no, anymore. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Choi said, how did you learn Chinese? Did I learn it from living in Shanghai? You can't just learn Chinese just from living anywhere. Um, and uh, I worked really hard at it. You know, I... I Every day I would try to speak to people. I would go and sit in tea stores where they didn't speak English. You just listen to them until I could join in the conversation. You know, just studied. I, it was self-study. I just got textbooks or worked through them and was just always, you got to just make it a part of your day every yeah. day. Yeah. And then over time I managed to not speak Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Here I like, I'm going yeah, to do it. Go and learn French yeah, and speak. Forget it, man. I mean, like, so the thing I tell people is, well, when you come to Hong Kong, what you will find is where you live. I always, I always tell people the first year, you know, first six months, live where you're comfortable, you know, central, Wan Chai, Cosmic Bay, Discovery, whatever, right? But after six months, that's the time you want to move into an area where you are surrounded by local, local culture. I'm in a pretty local area. Yeah, yeah, you are. Cornhill and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You yeah. have a lot of local. Not, not many foreigners. I don't think there's any foreigners. Even if in there are, they were also localized. You can tell. You can totally tell, right? Yeah, so I, I believe that. You can see that. Question from 
So I've got a few questions here. We're trying to catch them all. Tim Choi said, how long did it take you to have some confidence? Oh, in, in Chinese. I always say this. It's like, I never, I, I never got to the level I wanted, but it took me about three years that if I needed to ask someone what they said, I could get the answer in Chinese. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, they would like, I didn't know. You. I didn't need to go to English. I'd yeah. still get explanations, but I didn't need to go to English. You know, you've hit a certain level is when you ask a question in Chinese and the, the listener, the responder is like, I trust in your Cantonese. I tell you Chinese Although stick, I don't change the language. Yeah. yeah that's tough because like in Hong Kong, people speak. I speak I'm learning Cantonese now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oy. So I started learning here. Oh, look at that. Hey, ho. Oh, <laughs> oh, there we go. Saying stuff nobody says. But people. Yeah. All right, <laughs> no one says Leo. But. <laughs> But also, is it Leho or Neho? Well, technically, it's Neho. But everyone, and, and the cool way is Leho. No, Lei is the lazy way. As in, like, because it's easier to just say Lei instead of Nei. It's so much effort on the tongue. That's so, amazing. Laziness. So that's what we call Lanyam, which is like a lazy tone. Yeah. Okay. I like that. But here, the pro here's the real problem. Yeah. It's not your commitment. It's who speaks the better language. Yeah. The better second language out of the person you're talking to. Yes. If you're yes. talking to someone, whoever speaks the better second language, that's the language you're going to talk Correct. to. Correct. Yeah. Like it's just too hard to not default to that because you want to chat to it's them. It's fair because like they'll see you like really struggling trying to say the stuff and they're like, I could do this in English, dude. I, I could actually respond to you. Uh, question from Thomas. Do Chinese in America, Europe also try to one up each other? Guy in Alabama looks down on guy in LA as not being real American. I think it's different. Like, yeah, I don't think it's the same. It's not the same. So, for example, like you might look down on someone from a city point of view. We look down on someone from a like wealth or success point of view. Like, ugh, you're yeah. a co-pilot. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a solo pilot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you have to work. Tim Chu is a pilot, by the way. Oh, so that's well, there perfect. you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect analogy. So yeah, they're looking down upon things. It's more like, oh, Miss Chan's son is a doctor only. Oh, I, my son's a surgeon. He's Nick, more specialized. Nick Davis said, Shanghai nightlife is highly dependent on taxis. Stop going to bars in Shanghai. You, my friend, left Shanghai before Didi Da Chur. What is Didi Da Chur? Didi Chuxing. It's the Uber. Oh, okay, okay. Ah, they're Uber. Yeah, no problems getting Didi Chuxing. Chuxing, yeah. Chuxing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, once you got that, no problem. Okay, uh, okay. Occasionally, it's just like Uber. Maybe you'd get busy, but pretty rarely. Like, okay, okay. Pretty so, reliable, not an issue. Yeah, they're, they're edition of Uber. Uh, Tim Choi said, man, that's awesome. I'd like to be like that with Cantonese. Eventually I'm currently taking classes at the Hope Center. Dude, when are you leaving? We should, uh, I'm, I just So a really good way to learn Cantonese. My friend Keely's on as well. Hey, Keely, right. hey, how you doing? Like one, honestly, one good way to learn Cantonese really is like what you did in, in Shanghai. Just sit in restaurants or whatever and just yeah, eavesdrop. Yeah, it takes time though. It yeah. takes time. Like what you can do the best thing is like go to, go to the bank. Like, okay, I'll give you an example, right? Oh, mate. Yeah, right? you go. That's the best. Yeah, go to the bank and just sit and just watch and just listen and you'll hear all like near the entrance so you see the guy welcoming people and what they what what are you looking for what service and you're like oh that's what it means okay okay no yeah. you know what the best thing is yeah spam phone calls oh wow yeah just listen they call that you time. up and i'm like nay ho yeah they're like oh oh no, I got you one. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're like wait yeah I, I, you don't want to borrow money you're like Dude, I, I used want to in china i'd be bored i'd be like I'll try. I'll just practice Chinese with this person. Fair I'm enough, like, man. what are you selling? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Right? Tell Have me about your actual... family. And you know it's authentic. Yeah, these guys definitely know the language. So, so there, there was this perception that like Hong Kong was not real like, Asia. Asia. Yeah. And and that what I didn't realize is just the city's so they're all very 
there's bubbles in Shanghai. I feel like there's layers in Hong Kong. Yeah. You know, I would come here. We'd do the comedy club. Yeah. We'd be in mid central. We would go to LKF. Yeah. And it was just gross, drunk expats, you know, being disgusting. Or one chai, you'd see even more of those. There. I didn't get down to one chai, but, but I didn't even go that far. Like I didn't even know where one chai was. <laughs> right. And so I just had this perception that's what the whole city was. And I didn't realize, you know, what, what I love about Hong Kong is like, you know, it had this, it had its a huge film industry for yeah, a really yeah. long time. That was really good. You know, it's got the culture yeah, the without getting too far into yeah. the politics, but a lot of the culture in mainland China was destroyed yeah. uh, actively. Whereas the Hong Kong culture has been yeah kind it's been of there it's been growing well it was flourishing at least definitely in the 90s and everything that oh yeah crazy right yeah oh yeah canto yeah, pop songs like people all over the world were learning cantonese just to be able to sing those songs that was how crazy it was i mean there's this guy uh Godwing, uh gregory ho don't ask me to re-say that okay, it doesn't matter yeah so, <laughs> so this gregory guy he actually fell in love with canto pop music so much that he came to hong kong on a one-way ticket really just settled down here just wanted to get where involved. is he from he's i believe australian Oh god! And just over the years, he was on TV, you know, being act, acting or singing. And Turns stuff. out he was wanted for murder in Adelaide. Well, there you go. Extradition treaty ended already. So <laughs> lucky for him. Yeah. He's like, the day has arrived. That's He's like, funny. I'm free now. Dude, I can commit crimes back home. Yeah, I don't think about it. Yeah, true. You can just make sure you book your flight first. Uh, Tim Choi, my Guaylo friends were very shocked when I took them to lunch into Kwawan. So very oh, local. To but, and were shocked that. Uh, lunch was less than $50. They're living in mid-levels where every meal is at least $90. At least oh, $90. At least. at least. Like, not even with a service charge yet. There are bubbles in Hong Kong for sure. Yeah, I, lo I oh, love Oh, mid-levels totally. Oh, oh, Happy Valley is one big bubble. You've got the mid-levels. You, you, like, Saikung has its own. Well, it, okay, so it's really weird. Even, the, like, the mid-levels bubble, right? There are certain nooks and crannies you can still find the $50 meals. This is really funny. So Thomas asked a question, did people in Shanghai have issues with my English-Australian accent? So my friend Keely, who's on the line, yeah, I worked with her yeah. as we were journalists in 2009 oh, in wow. Shanghai. Very good friend of mine, American, couldn't understand me. <laughs> Especially on the phone, I would call Keely up and have to put on an American accent to talk to it. Oh god! I'd be like, "Hello, Keely, would you like to go to lunch today?" She would, <laughs> she's laughing. Oh man, <laughs> that would have been some of the weirdest interviews I've ever done with like different people. Like, I'd like to interview you, and then they're always like, "I have no idea what you've been saying." Yeah, dude, this is my life with my wife. Oh, like, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, lady. Well, I mean, you um, know, you could say stuff to her, and she's like, "Are you being mean to me?" No, that's an accent. But this is the interesting thing about accents because people meet me and they either think that I have no accent or yeah. that I have a strong accent. Yeah. And I think the thing about accents is uh, the things that make you notice an accent the most are the, the sounds that are the most different. Yeah. They're also the most likely to throw you off when you're trying yeah. to figure out what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think when you're when you live in a, your hometown and you only know people with your same accent, you you can be yeah, given, it. it can be hard for people from other countries to understand you. Yeah. But when you live in an international environment, you yeah. you have to repeat yourself. Yeah. So much you start to soften the most Correct. extreme sounds that you make. You also learn to pause. Yeah. And like that people give, make sure like nods, everyone's nodding. Okay. Yeah. Well, as, as a comic, yeah. as a comic, I oh, think sure. you become so sensitive. Yeah. To how people are listening, if they're listening, if they're understanding, because yeah. you're used to standing in front of a hundred, two hundred yeah. people. And making sure they can all understand. Yeah, 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 and I yeah. love that with professional comedians, especially when they come into a, a, an international environment like here. Yeah. They'll change their pace. Yeah. Oh, you can see. You, you can know? totally see it. 
uh, because they pick up that people need yeah. a little bit more Like you time. might see them do the same bit maybe you've seen online or whatever, and you're like, oh, you definitely slowed or simplified it at least, right? Yeah, Chrissy Healy's saying she's definitely sounding more British from people in Hong Kong and also watching Love Island. I don't know what Love Island is, but my wife has been watching that and friggin' Netflix Is it like what, trash. The Bachelor? Is it one of those things? Uh, it's some, some Netflix show. Oh, okay, um, okay. Uh, vote down from us, Chrissy. <laughs> so, yeah, and so coming to Hong Kong now, it to me it feels like, getting back into the early days of living in Shanghai, like yeah. the cultural aspect yeah. to it. You know, yeah. I'm back learning a language again. Yeah. I'm realizing there's all these different layers. And, yeah. and here's the thing is like, people love to say that Shanghai is super international, but the statistics are the number of non-Chinese people in Shanghai. It's like, it's like the 1%? Chinese perceptions population is 99.999% or something. Wow. So 26 million people. And there's like a, a hundred, 100,000 foreigners there yeah, or something. Yeah, that's nothing. Something there. like that. And yeah. actually, most of the foreigners there are Japanese and Korean. Okay, so yeah, then you, someone like you, you'd be like, okay. So this idea that it's a super international city, yeah. what it has is small is places that the foreigners will frequent yeah where the chinese that work there not, uh, tend to speak some english because they're more likely to get yeah, those jobs to, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. The international hotels people will speak more english yes and you know you can get that western food whereas yeah. other places that are considered to be less uh international just don't have anything like that yeah but like every city in china has a lao wai jie, yeah like yeah, a yeah. foreigner street yeah yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think it's the same. People don't realize it's the same as Hong Kong. It's just that the bubble for Western stuff is bigger. And I think also Hong Kong people, unlike in mainland Chinese, have had Westerners in their life for a lot longer. Yeah. Also so, access to Western. So they will tend to like, it will be like far more common for them to go to the Western restaurants or have yeah. that as part of their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know? think it's just like generally the exposure. For example, like in Singapore, yeah, totally. you know, people have yeah. way more uh, Western media exposure Hong Kong, like we have access, let's say Netflix, YouTube, and everything, so we know what's going on. We would know what's you know the news, and if let's say we're Western friends, are talking about stuff, we're like, oh yeah, we know what we're talking about. So we can relate. Like for example, stand up people know of it at least. It isn't a matter of like, oh, this is a cool new thing. It's like, no, we knew this always existed. Yeah. Right. No, it's not new for you. Yeah, it's not. It's not new. I mean, maybe in the language point of view, like you know, doing Cantonese comedy is new relatively, but we knew of this culture thanks to the internet. Yeah. Right. Thanks yeah. to the unblocked internet. Which I say. think is still the 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 knowledge. I feel stand up is is real niche. You yeah. Know? Yeah, like most people. I feel like it's like skydiving. Yeah, it's like a lot of people have heard of it, but but a lot, very few people have gone and done it. Yeah, yeah. Like I still do shows here, and and so many Westerners are at the shows, being like, we, I've never been to a stand-up show before. But they know of it exactly. Yeah, but they know about it. Like every time you would ask, like, who's first? Also, time? also, we push them out of a high place when they come. To the yeah, exactly. And now for the skydiving yeah. experience. Uh, growing up in Hong Kong, did you watch any British television? Question from Thomas. Um, so if I remember correctly, there were a lot of British shows. I think Faulty Towers was that? I, I, I don't know if oh, I watched wow, it growing up. Deep. Mr. Bean. Mr. Mr. Bean. Bean. Oh yeah, we watched Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean is that was, that was big, dude. So Keely grew up in Hong Kong and she said in Hong Kong, she never felt like an anomaly, which is, I think that says a lot. Question from Alex Teletubbies. You're too old oh, for I'm that. Oh, I'm too old for that. Yeah, I'm yeah. too I'm But too we, old we knew of that. Like, everyone, you're Teletubbies. I knew it as I got older. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no, no, that wasn't our time. We, like, my time was Transformers and G.I. Joe. That was my time, man. I was yeah. a, I was a big Transformers fan. I was like, oh. I think it was around. It's not what I watched as a kid, though. Okay, what what did you watch? We just used to watch kangaroos fighting, <laughs> with or without boxing gloves. <laughs> well, we wore boxing gloves. Yeah. We want to hurt them. Yeah. Um. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, no, so, like okay, so 
you're saying that Shanghai today, though, nowadays, you would say it's way more, way closer to what Hong Kong is internationally, you mean? Uh, I think it's, it's actually becoming less international. Oh. Yeah, the ex, there's a huge exodus of expats out of uh, Shanghai. The, a lot of the foreign businesses have failed uh, and been shut down. Certainly, there's less foreign businesses there. Yeah. And so it's, it's closing up. Oh, man. The country, China as a country is closing yeah. up. Right? Yeah, I can see that. Um, and what's interesting to me though, is like, despite all of these things we've said, the most captivating thing of living in Shanghai when, when I moved there was from, and I've said this, uh, you know, people that follow me online will know I've talked about this a lot, but like from 2011 to like 2016, Shanghai felt like the greatest place on earth to live. Oh. It felt so exciting. Now, I'm not making a comment about Hong Kong because I wasn't living in Hong yeah, Kong at that time. Directly, I was yeah, visiting. Yeah. I clearly wasn't getting the city. Yeah. So I can't use it as a basic. I'm just talking about a subjective experience. What did it feel like living there? It felt like the most amazing thing ever. When you were an expat, if you went out, it was really common to be at a dinner and everybody was from a different country. Nice. Yeah, you could even meet Chinese people there. No. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I mean, everyone from different countries. I mean, what about what about the Chinese people? They're like, yeah, we'd have the token guy. No, we wouldn't. But but I but there would there was a camaraderie in being an expat because the community still wasn't that yeah. huge. Yeah. That you did connect with those people. Yeah. Um. Also, just like if you're a foreigner, and I do this now, when someone's like, oh, I'm in town for six months. I don't even like register. Like, I'm not investing in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly. And I think yeah, everybody guy, does yeah, that. Whereas yeah. you tend to connect with people who've been there the same length of time. Yeah. They're on um, the same level as you. Yeah. You're in yeah. the same, you've had a similar experience. You've got yeah. to connect with you and all of that shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it was just people, it was opening up the, the, the Shanghai World Expo in 2010. Yeah. You know, really opened the city up. Oh, people sure. were moving there. It was also, Hong Kong was also very expensive. Whereas yeah. Shanghai was cheap enough and it was easy enough to get a visa. And it was the, develop the up and coming thing, But right? it was cheap enough that you could be an artist. Oh. So there were like people, there were actors, you know, there were bands. There was a lot of music. Like yeah. the underground rock scene in yeah. Beijing and Shanghai at that yeah. time was wild. Nice. We used to go to these concerts and it was like, you know, be Chinese metal band and then like, you know. Actually, yeah, that's we, we would have like some Chinese metal bands coming down to Hong Kong. I saw a lot of that. They're pretty good. The man. only guy I knew when I moved there was in a metal band. Oh, so I used to go. hang out at Yuyantung in Shanghai. Oh, nice. It was my like the only place I knew to go. Yeah. And I would just remember being there. I'm like, man, we're living in the future. This is <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. This is incredible. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The, the underground music scene, definitely China, if you ask me, is way more open and flourishing than Hong Kong. Like I said, with the expensive. Well, and it was open in a way. Yeah. Then because you could get away with anything. Yeah. They weren't monitoring society like they are now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You never get charged with anything. You know, people talk about, you know, the experience was this It's like, people say human rights, right? Yeah. At that time. But like the human rights issues were real, but they weren't affecting you if you live in the city. The yeah. things that affect you if you live in a city and yeah. you're, you're you're not an oppressed minority or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. are like, do the police harass me when I see them? Yeah. Do do I get fined all the time? You know, like that's yeah, what you notice. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and dude, like I remember like, I remember being in Shanghai 
being on a taxi drunk on a Saturday and we just climbed out and sat on top of the taxi whilst it drove around downtown. Oh, God. And that was pretty normal. Yeah. You know, and there were these party streets that yeah, could change. Yeah. They'd shut them down and move them. Like the one that was like my out go-to when yeah, the yeah, comedy yeah. scene started. Yeah. Uh, was It was called um, Yongfulu Fu, uh, Fushing Lu. Okay. And it well, was, it's good that rhymes. But it was it was crazy. There was like a bomb shelter that was converted into a nightclub. Oh, there was a rum bar. All the old military men looking like you kids. How dare you? It was, dude. It was, and it was in the middle of the French concession, surrounded by these dilapidated French mansions. Yeah, yeah. They were like hundred years old. That's crazy. And then there's like Nigerians selling cocaine. There's Uyghurs selling weed. There's yeah. a taco truck. There's a guy selling flowers. There's a guy with a monkey. Yeah. There, there are people just fighting in the street. You know, yeah. it was like one of those old Renaissance Renaissance wow. paintings. It's an all in one baggage, right? You get everything. I mean, it, the it was monkey... so it was so fun. It was yeah. just felt free in its way. And it was yeah. and it wasn't like it sounds dangerous, but it wasn't really dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now I understand why they got shut down. I'm not defending it, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, we're talking this is about comparing the cities and comparing living and then, yeah. And at that time, it was like, I'm like, this is, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. we're living in the wild wilderness. Wow. That must have been exciting. Like, you're looking like, oh, I, am, I am a rock star right now. Yeah. This and then, but then sick. we would get up. Like, I lived in a real Chinese area. Um, and, and we, outside my door, you know, there's the people on the tricycles collecting trash. You know, yeah. if I want to get a dry cleaner, I go down a little into the Shookum and the old lane house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know, I got my, my dry shop. cleaning lady there. I've got my, you know, print shop over there. Yeah. It, it was, it, there was it the tea worked. shop. And, yeah. and uh, when I, as my Chinese got better, my, it was like the matrix. It was like, suddenly I, I understood what all this wall of sound that I was looking at, what it, I was like, Oh, the bakery, those ladies from Shanghai, and they yeah. don't like the tea store people because they're from Fujian province because yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. they make the tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I was just excited talking about it. You know? oh, okay, so the, like you could, you finally understood. You basically you get to a point where you just like you're in it. You're like, okay, I'm not just uh, using the services. I'm actually understanding what's going on here. Question from Tim Choi. He said, "Can you get away with everything because of being a foreigner, or does it apply to Chinese there too?" Genuinely curious. Not trying to make a point about racism. At that time, anyway, anyone can get away with anything. Now, no one gets away with anything. The whole city's Even changed. Even foreigners. All of those places I'm talking about have been yeah. shut down. Okay. Nobody gets away with anything. Yeah. Like, one of my friends, just, there's a lot of bad stuff that happens, and, like, all to do with politics, but just little things. Like, my friend ran a red light on their bike recently. They rocked up to her house to give her the fine. Wow. Camera took a photo of her face, facial recognition technology. They rock up to her house. They're like, here's your fine for running the red light at yeah. 3 p.m. today. Woo. That's harsh, man. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, in its own way, it's very good disciplinary, you know, like training. Look, so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, every country's got a right to enforce its traffic laws. Yeah, yeah. But I'm but like, it's, so, it's just sort of representative of, like, use your imagination what else is going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Like, how far can they go with this? And, and I, I mean, I know people that were like, you know, we always talk about the rule of law. Yeah. Like China doesn't have a rule of law. Yeah. And and people really struggle with that, especially when Western companies come. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, They're like, sense, we right? need to find out what the laws are so we're not breaking the laws. Yeah. It's like you do to an extent, especially if you could break laws domestically in your own country, for which is true. If you yeah. break tax laws in foreign countries, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. trouble in your own country. But also remember that if China wants to get you, they're just going to get you. It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter if you've broken the law or not. And yeah. I've, I've seen people locked up and you know when they haven't broken a law but you just they yeah. just say they don't 
Like in America, people go, like, oh, we want to get them, but they haven't broken a law. Yeah, we'll have to we have to monitor them. Yeah, China's yeah, like, yeah. no, just fucking get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the job done, man. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want them here anymore. Just yeah, shut yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think right. that's the thing. So it's in its own weird way, it's like, okay, very efficient. We get the job done. And it's really scary way. It's like, so at any moment. So Danny's talking about found 158. So here's what happened, right? Uh, found 158. Yong, the, the place after Fuming, Fushing Lu, Yongfalu was um, uh, Yongkung Lu. And that was sort of a, a short street that was a residential street. It became a party street and they just shut it down. And they forced, they actually in 2009, they tried to force a lot of the foreign bars into this underground pit because they felt what? like it would noise control, easy to monitor. It's like literally under, underground. A pit like, in a park. No, like we caught, we did a video about it called Lao Wai Park because we thought it looked like a velociraptor enclosure. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we're like, oh, this is where Chinese people can come to see foreigners in their so natural habitat. So it's kind of like habitat. a safari, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, like seriously. People peeking over and the And the funniest the part about it was the SCMP saw our video and yeah. thought we were Chinese people making fun of foreigners being racist oh. and called us out for racism. We're yeah. like, bro, we're white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're joking about ourselves relax so one found 158 they tried it in 2009 didn't catch on they shut down yong kung lu and i guess like 2016 or something and they just forced all these bars into it and now that's the party area wow but well technically even like here in in hong kong lkf there's a there's a ledge that you need to walk up the stairs and you can actually lean over and just watch people over you can LKF. no you yeah, can there's yeah. Some, yeah there's that uh when you go to lkf tower side oh sorry actually, i thought you talk about found 158 it's like literally it's a pit you look yeah. down on everyone so i'm saying like, even over here there's that ledge if we go down the stairs just where yeah. we are now right there's that one and, you can uh, lean that over that is a pit yeah filth and it's oh it's, it's weird dude like when it's packed you're just like oh man like you can tell you're just like okay you know it's you know it's like almost hasn't been packed since i've lived here wow that's true actually yeah, with and i've been here for now. a year dude i actually walked past it last night to go out scary when you're there on a saturday yeah right you're like whoa and there's no shut. one there yeah and that's when you kind of question like is it really saturday yeah it's so hair. i've got videos of us running up and down there on a saturday so weird man because it's just not everything's yeah. shut and... i would have never imagined this day would come well this week we could, this month would come yeah. yeah we have that okay so 158 all right so if i go to shanghai now i need to go look out for the Laowai area i go well, on found 158 158 i look for, yeah. for 158 found 158 that's what's yeah. called right yeah Okay, so they found one five. All right, okay. They found like, it. Yeah, you can find it. I'm sure I will find it. You're, how was your experience there? Unfound one five eight. <laughs> exactly, didn't know yeah. where it was. I was finding one five eight. The map did not work. <laughs> Damn you, Google Map doesn't work here. What can I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> all right, they just have like one empty patch for that area. I'm like, oh man, no street view, no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't use Google Maps, my friend. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh well, I couldn't find it because I couldn't get Google Maps to work. They're like, well, I use the other maps. Uh, yeah, that's my whole theory of like. Where they're like, oh, you can't use Google. You have to use Baidu. I'm like, okay, but it sucks. Yeah. Can you give us I one that Baidu. works? Yeah. I'm like, that's fine if you want to shut down Google, but can you give us something that works? Yeah. We like, like the functionality of Google. I mean, it's like what you said, like they have their own version of Uber. It's like, at least it works. At least the car drives. Danny's saying that found 158 these days is still 90% Chinese. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have the foreign community there like you used to. You know? Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm sure there are fewer foreigners, right? In general. Yeah, and it's hard for me to comment on Shanghai now because I'm pretty jaded about it. You know, yeah. the 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 shutdowns on the they they the are they are restricting anything. society. I don't know if people saw this, but they just shut down Shanghai Pride had been a huge thing in Shanghai things since 2008, I think. Oh yeah, they stopped. Shut it, right? down. Yeah, there, there's Definitely, a huge right? clamping down on gay right on the gay community within China right now. Yeah, that has been you know 
picking up speed for, for years now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's easy to not be bothered by this stuff if it doesn't affect you directly. But once yeah. you get hit by the clamping down on society, which it's coming yeah. for whatever your thing is, yeah. it'll come eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so comedy got hit early. Yeah. You know, comedy got hit really hard. We were harassed and, and shut down and now it's, you can't get licenses for it. Yeah. Um, anywhere in the country, you can't get it. Yeah. Oh man. And even in Chinese now, they have to get they have I to get licenses right. for Chinese language open mics. Wow. And foreigners aren't allowed to do it. Wow, it has to be a local because Chinese. if you want to get uh, a script approved, you have to yeah. get a script approved for an open mic. That's crazy. If you want to do that in Chinese, it takes two weeks through the regional, like the nearby sort of suburbs cultural bureau. Yeah. But if there's a foreigner on the show, it's got, everything's got to go through. So let the, me get this straight. The city municipal. So let's say you do like Culture a special, Bureau. a comedy special in China. Yeah, right? which I did. Yeah, you do that. And then you have to get it approved. No, I did it illegally. Yeah, illegally. Yeah, but I'm saying, let's say you have to get approved, right? And they approve or they adjust or edit or But cut, they change right? the jokes. So when, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you special finishes and they have the credits rolling, do you have to say written by Vivek Malbani and <laughs> PRC? Dude, that's so funny. Written by Frank from the <laughs> Cultural Bureau office. Yeah. Or written by the, 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 the CCP. The two Vivek Malbani. Yeah. I'm like, and, I didn't do nothing. That was my bit. Yeah, and Wong Lai. And the worst thing is the bit that they adjusted goes viral. You're like, yeah, why? Dude, I love that. Oh, I don't want to pay viral. That would be a funny sketch. Yeah. You keep getting your jokes wrecked by the Culture Bureau, but then yeah. they're the ones that are popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you end up taking the guys yeah. from writing partner. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and or you get like on 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 first name basis, you just call them. Hey, dude, I'm stuck on this bit. Yeah, what do I do. Frank, uh, how do I? How, yeah. can, can you can you um, what do yeah. you call, can you wash this joke? Can yeah, yeah. Steril- what do you think? Can like, you sterilize this joke yeah, for me? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The day will come. You man. know what? Even Gaffigan, we I brought Gaffigan to Shanghai and Beijing. He's the only guy to get a license in Beijing for an English show ever yeah um and he had some of his script edited wow and that's gaffigan yeah this stuff is okay man i mean like, dude I it's think... cleaner than clean you know yeah. what they wouldn't you, you weren't allowed to say the word gay okay. and the note that they gave is like oh we don't want to discriminate against minorities it's like you're not discriminating against gay people by stopping the them the, by banning the mention of their existence yeah. actually the opposite is true. yeah exactly you're just surprising you know, saying they don't exist whatever like i don't well, want to... i mean like i would have been annoyed if they can't if they they stopped them saying the word hot pockets yeah. like, Wait, you can't do that well they didn't realize it was referring to somebody's ass <laughs> exactly i'd like to get in that hot pocket <laughs> yeah get that yeah, yeah that's a toast hot his hot pocket yeah exactly well that, that's the thing you gotta start doing comedy and code um and so you know i i don't want to comment on living in shanghai now because I know a Shanghai that was so great. I can't detach how it's changed yeah. from what it is yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. If still, people still ask there. me, I wouldn't say, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it for those reasons. But but I'm very subjective and jaded. So maybe it's great now yeah. you know, relative to just living somewhere. Yeah. Um, whereas Hong Kong now feels to me personally like I'm back in great Shanghai, yeah. China. Yeah, you know, yeah, back yeah. in great Shanghai. It's exciting. There's a lot of different people doing different stuff here. Yeah. I do the outdoors is I know you don't like it, yeah, but, but like still. There, we had no out I'm from Australia. Like yeah. living outdoors is like a big part of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 10 years in Shanghai, like barely doing any outdoors stuff. And yeah. here there's a hike from my house. Yeah. Like the edge of our compound. I'm yeah. like, you know, I can be in the jungle from five minutes from my door. Yeah. And I'm in a city and it's amazing. And the yeah. views, like it's so hilly and picturesque. Yeah, 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 yeah. The beaches are crazy. 
Um, funnily, I don't think I would do any of this stuff if the comedy club wasn't shut. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like you. If I got work to do, yeah, I'm, I'm, doing I'm my working. Work, That's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm working. Yeah, for sure. But now it's like I got work to do, but I'm not out every night. So I'm yeah. like, fuck it. You know, yeah, we're going, I'm going camping tomorrow. We're going tomorrow. camping. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, actually, I, I'm not going camping because it's illegal. I'm no, not. Don't yeah. put that on mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, camping could have many other reasons. Yeah, I'm going camping right, in my living it. room. Yeah, it could have many other definitions. Have I done the Twin Peaks? The oh, that's like near a Stanley side. Oh, that's a mountain? I thought that might be some people. Oh, the TV show? <laughs> um, yeah, the Twin Peaks, I, I think from Dragon's Back, you can see it. Camping's currently part of uh, the COVID crackdown. Yeah, right. You can't. Well, no, actually, no. You, if it's two people camping, I think you are allowed. You, your camping sites are all shut. The sites are shut, but you can just get. Pitch I can tent. camp in the street. Pitch a tent, hey. Hey, <laughs> outdoor pitching tents. Hey, what can you say? Pitching a tent for years. That's right. Hot pockets. Hot pockets. <laughs> Pitch that tent. Hot in the, pockets. <laughs> Pitch uh, a tent in my hot pocket. It's like what? <laughs> oh yeah, written by the PRC. Oh, welcome everybody to Hong Kong, Hong Kong, a cultural podcast, yeah. increasing your own knowledge of diversity in the Asian <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you if you learned anything from us, please don't. Please don't. People are camping in IKEA every Sunday. Oh my God! Can I just break? Get a little tangent here, but do you guys know about Why You You? You know about oh, this. dude, that's the Why worst. You You. Oh, I want to kill this song, man. <laughs> like, okay, so you, welcome, you. Uh, circle. I go welcome. Dude, it's on loop. And, and, yeah, yeah. and the worst thing is, that's all Jardine, dude. That's all Jardine. They're trying to opium us right now. They're trying to get it in our ah, heads. I like that. Yeah. Apparent, like, apparently, they. Garen was saying they spent ridiculous oh amounts of money. Oh my god! Like it. that song. First of all, like Uptown Girl, Why You You. So, like, so if you don't know, Why You You is it's a sales promotion. It's basically thing. like an app, right? It's one yeah. Of these my wife loves apps. it. Yeah. Oh my god. And then they've done a cover of Uptown Girl. It's, yeah. it's funny because I remember the first time I heard it because when I used to live in China, mainland China. Whenever I listened to the radio, I used to play a game called Guess Which Song They Copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you always, you're like, you're like I just, know that it was stuff. all from somewhere. I was yeah, like, this yeah, is, yeah. I can pick the original yeah. that they've copied <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, made yeah. a Chinese version of. Yeah. I was like, this is the most flagrant ripoff of yeah. Uptown Girl. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, it's an ad. Yeah. Which is like, fine, whatever. I'm but sure, yeah. but it's on loop in Ikea, the in the supermarkets. Is, yeah. They don't and, play anything else. And the thing is that you can't get away from it. You have to go to the supermarket. Question, why you use song or Don Donkey song? I haven't you, heard the Don Donkey song I don't know what yet. Don Donkey is. Don Donkey is Sounds another like supermarket. Porn. Yeah, Don Donkey is another, another oh. supermarket. That's open. Essentially, they're going to open up real soon. They're going to oh, have okay. another branch over there. Right. Yeah, but the why you you, oh my God. And the worst thing is that they- Why you you? Yeah, and the funny thing is like, I know the, the I think it's Michael Lamb and his son, Alex Lamb. They're like two, uh, Michael Lamb's is famous Hong Kong. Oh, you know him? I know Alex. Like, I, oh, look at I, you. I don't know him personally, but like, I, he interviewed me for a thing. We met and everything was pretty cool. And and then he has this little rap in the song in English. Yeah, in it's English. so bad, dude. Yeah, right? the English for yeah, the right? fuck off. I'm I was like, like, Alex, what the hell like is this? It's like going down the stores, getting this and I'm like, shut up. If Snoop Dogg heard this, he would be like, please just end rap. Yeah, end rap. End rap. Well, because I'm also like, I don't understand the Cantonese, so it's got a little bit like, well, I don't know what they're saying. But when they speak English, I'm like, shut the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worst thing is like with the whole why you and uh, so Michael, uh, uh, what he does, he even he's always been a singer, he's always like punch, he's like, oh, yeah, I love that you're not, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I couldn't hear the lyrics. Now, this one, okay, great, because I all, sound racist then. <laughs> in, uh, with all pretty much all music, I don't bother learning the lyrics, I just learn the tone, and I'm like, yeah, they won't know. No, That's no. funny. Yeah. So, but that, oh, dude, why you use the worst thing ever, man? So, I guess the conclusion today is that because of the why you use song, living in Shanghai is better than 
<laughs> yeah, thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Jardine. You brought opium. You did what you had to do. And now you're bringing YUU. But I, I think we got to answer the question because actually, let's take a call. Sure. And then, so we're going to take a call. Someone, if anybody wants to call in, now's your chance. Uh, we will dial you in. Uh, and then we're going to tell you which city is better. Um, so we'll give you a sec. Christine says mid-levels, mid-levels, girl. Do, 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 you yeah. have a $90 meal to Chrissy, I know you love that song. Chrissy, dial in. Get Let's get someone to call in. I want to get a caller on the line before we bounce out of here. We're hitting. We're about to hit the hour mark. Please go to Fusion and buy your groceries. I don't, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I hate to admit it, but I've got a family, so I don't shop. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they do or cook yeah, yeah. or buy food oh man dude you know the worst thing is when there's a long line at the supermarket and you oh my god the YUU what is up like, with why? the lines in the city i don't know like it'd be like a tuesday 5 p.m like dude, how i'm like i'm line? buying a bottle of water and there's 50 people lining up at the supermarket all right chrissy's dialing in all right here we go here we go have we got oh no chrissy we lost you do it again Chrissy, come back in. I, I I tried to connect you, but it didn't work. Oh shit! I gotta give you a headphone. Yeah. There we go. Um. So Chrissy, all right. Hi, you know, Chrissy's are. probably like warming up a oh, here, we oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear oh, me? Am I on? Yeah, yeah, you're on. I gotta just. I this gotta... is so exciting. It's awesome. Thank you for ringing in, the mid mid levels girl. I was gonna share. Um, I live on Kane Road, and like for ages, I thought that was central, but apparently it's mid-level, so I don't make the rules. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, I'm with you. I wanted to share my limited insights on Shanghai okay. versus yeah. Hong Kong, which is that I have okay. yet to go to mainland China. Maybe it's something you can only do for the first time when you're like 20 or 22, like Vivek. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I've actually never been to mainland, and it's mostly because I heard they check your phone at the border. And they look for evidence of protest or democracy, or like any you know what shit. I can say. I can say that's not true. And the reason I know is because I'm not saying it's never happened, but we because my mother-in-law is a Russian passport holder. We had to cross the border every two weeks for months, like months. Like recently, so I went, all through the protests. Okay, so from from like August until January. We went to Shenzhen every two weeks and it didn't happen once. It did not happen once. Interesting. So, yeah. Cause in my mind, I'm like, oh shit, either I spent days clearing out the smut on my phone <laughs> <laughs> or I have to go get a burner phone just to like cross over to Shenzhen. So it's how not really you, in the car. How long have you been in Hong Kong for again? Remind me. Almost a year, 11 months. Almost a year. Oh, so we're about the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, so there were actually some checks. There were, but I wouldn't say it was every single person. What you should do, right, because I'll teach you. You, first of all, when you're about to cross the check, uh, wear uh, those great radiated shaded sunglasses, you know, the gradual shaded sunglasses. Yeah, you should also wear right. a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bomb vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wear, wear those and then wear like the really traditional auntie vest. You know those Chinese okay, auntie perfect. vests? <laughs> wear, wear one of those. <laughs> And then, and then just like, just eat some seeds and like spit it on the side. And then like just walk in. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, okay, yeah, just burn your phone. Well, well Chrissy, I, I know you live a great, practice. I yeah. know Chrissy lives a great Hong Kong existence. Can you tell us? Cause I don't go out much. What, what do you love about Hong Kong? What's your favorite thing about Hong Kong? Um, I would say I miss the junks right now. Like I miss a toxic ex. Um, that was a big part of my life, May through like July. 
Yeah, that's gonna be a Hong Kong lifestyle. Yeah, it's great. I've I've heard you live across from us. I live across from a Starbucks. I'm a little ashamed that the Cane Road existence in particular is very, uh, very guilo. But oh, I, I know love- that one. That, that's mm. the one up from Takeout, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I used to get yeah. my pre-show coffee from. Ah, okay, so good. Okay, okay. And then Elephant Grounds as well. Um, my favorite thing about Hong Kong is that everybody's kind of a third culture kid. Like you'll be in a in a group of like five people. One person used to live in Morocco. Another guy was a teacher and used to teach in Peru and. Um, everyone's kind of international, whereas in places like San Francisco or whatever, you're kind of the odd one out as the international person. And yeah. here it's like you're not a weirdo for having international experience. It's kind of a, a common understanding. Um, oh, I even love it, yeah. The Guayalos. So it's, it's kind of fun. Like um, it's just a different perspective. Everyone's kind of smart and open-minded and, you know, used to different backgrounds I think that also um, has to do with like yeah. a lot of the the media that we watch. Like, I know in the U.S., right? A lot of the news is just only based on America, 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 right? So automatically, that's your world view. Everything in you know, the world champions are just American champions. So in Hong Kong, we're just like, oh, we know we're a dot, so we have to look outside. So that's why you're right. Third culture kid. I mean, like I'm a third culture kid. I'm Indian, but you know, if you throw me in India, I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> what? Like Starbucks, you know? Starbucks, quick, and, time to Starbucks. Uh, do you know, it's funny though, that's the cliche, like I would never eat McDonald's in Australia, but we used to smash McDonald's when we were yeah. drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's easy, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 you go in, you're like, I just need to get food in me. Yeah. I yeah. need something familiar. Yeah. That, you know, but that and was also the early years. I think later on, I, I mean, I don't drink so much these days, but later on I was like. You, you got classy? No, I just was eating street food. <laughs> <laughs> well, and thanks to the 6 p.m. ban, you, everything's street food now. Yeah. In the evening. Mm-hmm. Chrissy, anything else before you check out here? What's uh, what, what's going on? I have in the almost room? almost zero insights into this topic other than what I've shared. But that's why I logged in for an educational experience. I learned about Hot Pockets and a range of other <laughs> things. So awesome. I will I will dial off, but thanks, guys. This has been Awesome very chatting to you. I'll speak to you soon. Okay, see ya. All right. So I think there's two questions to answer here. What's a better city to live in and what's a better city to visit? Oh, wow. That's a good point. What do you reckon? What's your, what's your takeaway after all this? Visit Hong Kong is fun to visit. Now, to live in here, honestly, with the prices, I can no longer recommend, hey, man, come to Hong Kong. It's great. They'll be like, are you nuts, dude? You just killed my whole savings. So visit, definitely. Like, there's so much stuff to do. And if like you're... Because think about it, when you use a visit mentality, you're like, ah, you know what? I'll spend a bit of money here. It's cool. You know, I have a little budget we can go have fun with. But if you're telling me like 24 7, you're like, how much should I pay my rent for? Oh my God, the cost of this city is. Yeah. And when you compare that, you're like, wait, I just spent how much on just existing or being able to sleep? Yeah. You know, I didn't even get to enjoy my place. I just lay in there and they just took my money. Yeah. So, yeah. I would say definitely visit Hong Kong living. I, I would say Shanghai because if you're just there and just doing the routine stuff, then it's all right. You get, I mean, let's be very honest. Like I live in Hong Kong. I'm not, I'm not fully embracing every opportunity that Hong Kong has. Like there's so many mountains that look at them like, yeah, I get it. Right. So since Shanghai doesn't have those mountains and rent is cheaper, I would say then living wise, it might have that. However, the only problem is, like I said, one of my criteria of living anywhere is the internet speed and internet access. Oh, dude. And that's an automatic no for me. I'm like, all right, we're done. Yeah, I think for visiting, I think it comes down to what you're looking for. Like if your goal is to see an Asian culture, I think Hong Kong, whilst it has so much great culture, it's I've because I've come here as a tourist, it's kind of hard to get much of it as yeah, a tourist. True. Whereas yeah. like 
you know, if you go to Shanghai, you can go to a lot of places. You go outside of Shanghai and get like full blown in your you face can't fall China back, experience. You can't fall back on the easy, convenient, westernized culture like as you yeah. can in Hong Kong. Yeah, it's you, you can, but it's not. But as a tourist, you you don't have to try that hard to see a pretty insane cultural experience. That said, if you just want a great holiday, man, if you get someone to tell you how to do Hong Kong, I think Hong Kong is more fun. For you could have some nightlife, some great food, go out in the mountains, go out on the boats. You could do a few days here. You could do a pretty wild trip. I yeah. think you could probably have a better yeah, trip. Yeah, you do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I think for living, I just, I'm sorry. I know I'm going to piss off a few people here, but I just, I can't recommend to live in Shanghai these days. I think they really are cracking down on society. And if you haven't felt it yet. It doesn't mean it's not a huge problem. Mm. It's going over there. I mean, just like even like having censorship in our private messages and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Seeing that's that scary. going on. Yeah. And then suddenly you get paranoid. You don't want to like message things in private. Yeah, you self-censored. It's, it's not a nice way to live. Yeah. So I just don't think that's, I'm not willing to put up yeah. with that. So basically if you have no friends. Yeah, well, right. I have no friends, but I pretend that I have friends. Yeah, you message someone. Yeah. And then for Hong Kong, I fucking love it, man. I just love it. I think. Yeah. I know there's a lot of sh shit. I probably wouldn't recommend moving here right now with with all the stuff going with on. With everything that's going on, yeah. it's not the best time to be moving. Um, yeah. But I love it. Yeah. No, no, no. This is, I, I, I'll be and, honest. You with know, me. you say like, yeah, it's expensive. The low tax balances off a little bit. In a way, yeah. True. And then also, you can do a lot in this city without spending money. Yeah. Like, we have Very so true. much fun, the parks and like yeah. stuff. Like, there's so much yeah. stuff you can do here I without think with dropping Hong money. Kong, the one thing is that you just got to get creative. This city requires yeah. you to get very creative. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Agree with that. And if but you're, if you're able... with a good crew, yeah. Like, once you start to do cool stuff, you meet other people doing more cool stuff. Yeah. Like minded then, people. I love doing comedy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, fun, man. Comedy here is great. Yeah. It's the best city in, in Asia for comedy. Yeah. And the best thing you get a mixed audience. Like, yeah. As a mixed culture. But I love I love the Chinese audience. Yeah. yeah. I love that mainland China. Like, it's like, yeah, I can make an expat laugh, but but when we're, we're, when there's like that cultural mashup. Yeah, they can connect. That to me is more interesting. Yeah. Because we're doing something unique then. Yeah. We've created a, a, a platform that is standalone doing something. Yeah that's different and i and i always enjoyed that i felt like mama hoo hoo for all of the su success that it had was because it nailed that that cultural space between you know yeah. the humans i feel like we're like two old guys talking about the good old days like talking a about little comedy. bit no it's i love so it now long. i fucking no, love it no, i'm saying like with comedy i'm just like oh i remember those days you know um, when you did a yeah, joke two and months ago <laughs> yeah. oh god well it wasn't even two months ago oh, it feels like two years ago man it's, time in hong kong flies faster than a dog's life uh, Nick said, people in Hong Kong are much more physically active, so people have the energy to be positive and always game for... I don't agree with that. Game for new experience. I think people in Hong Kong, I'm sorry to admit it, but most local people don't seem to be that much into the hiking. And it seems to be about the same level. I, people in Shanghai, similar level of going to the gym and keeping yeah, fit. Yeah. I would say... I, don't honestly, think there was, I didn't know there was a big it difference. It really, really depends on the like-minded people. Like you Yeah, have who are you hanging out with? Yeah, I mean, like, you, you wake up, you go to work, you come and you're like, hey, I did my work. I'm done. Yeah. Right? And I, I get it. I, I always tell people, I'm like, I totally get the lifestyle. I get why you're like, hey, man, you know, I had an eight-hour, nine-hour, ten-hour tough shift. I'm not going to be looking towards a mountain hike. Totally. But it's really one of those things that you have to break out of comfort zone. It's like I said, with comedy, you know, there's no need for you to finish your job and now suddenly go on stage and be grilled by audience that, you know, has no right to grill you. God, but, I wish I could go on stage right now. Oh, man, we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully soon. Let's see. But anyway, yeah. So I guess you got all sorts of people in Hong Kong, man. 
All right, that's it. We're checking out. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're going to be doing the live streams. We're going to do it next Sunday, yeah, yeah, Sunday. 11 a.m. Please tune in. Please tell your friends because we want to make this a big thing. All right. Catch you later, guys. Bye.